the Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Welcome to the Comedy Zone podcast for the week of May 25th. I'm your host, Jason Ella King. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we have a great show for you guys this week. I'm coming off an excellent week myself. Nothing new. I'm a, I'm a positive guy, much to the frustration of my comedian friends. Uh, I've been working on a potential movie coming to Charlotte, so uh, I'm making that money much to the frustration of my comedian friends. Uh, but I'll have details about that down the road, but it could be exciting for Charlotte. Uh, more importantly, we celebrated my parents' 50th wedding anniversary uh, this week. Couldn't have happened to better people. My folks are amazing, much to the frustration of my comedian friends. Uh, we, uh, we rented a house for them on Lake Norman. Like a, a bunch of family came in. There was a big house and there was like a separate honeymoon suite. Uh, that's where the, the, I assume the magic happened. I don't know. <laughs> 50 years, I'm sure they're still doing it. But good for them. We had a pontoon boat, like paddle boards, kayaks, like we drank like fish. It was kind of an amazing time. So mom and dad, I love you guys. You're the best. And uh, it was a really fun weekend. Uh, I should let everybody know this is normally be the time that I would introduce Brian uh, Baltashevitz, the man behind the curtain. He he was like, tell him I'm on uh, I'm on something. I have, I have work to do or something. No, he he's drinking. He's a heavy, heavy drinker. He couldn't get it together for the show. And he just said, it's all yours. Uh, of course, none of that's true. Brian's great. And uh, we're gonna let, we'll, we'll, we'll leave him go and, and have his, uh, his time this week. He's actually helping us out sort of on satellite, we'll say. But anyway, uh, I'm very excited. You've heard him uh, giggling here. Our guest this week is, is, is fantastic. And I'm excited about it partially because people are gonna thank me for the introduction if they don't already know who he is because he's this fantastic guy. He, he's a monster on stage. He's downright brilliant. And I say that that's not hyperbole. I've seen it in person on stage stage and I've seen it on TV. Uh, he hails from Syracuse, New York, and he made a very smooth transition in New York City. He honestly hit the ground running and quickly in the respect of veteran comedians all over the place. He's been featured at a number of comedy festivals. Uh, 2019, he made his national television debut on uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. He's been a regular opener for the great uh, Brian Regan uh, in theaters across the country, which just that knocks me out every time I say it or think about it. He is skyrocketing. And he also has a popular anxiety themed podcast called Panic Attacking uh, with fellow comedian Andrew Scavone, Chavone, he's going to correct me here in a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Stephen Rogers to the podcast. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> wow. What that intro, I'm going to have to play when I'm sad. That was amazing. And you just like it. we rehearsed. So thank you for doing it. Uh, <laughs> well said. I, I didn't make a single thing up either. That was all you, man. <laughs> uh, thank you. That was very, very kind of you, Jason. Siobhan. So Siobhan. You did it. You did a great job. You, you nailed it. <laughs> up yeah. until the end. Yeah, that's right. No, no you, he, you got it. You, you should play that for him. So yeah, I'll, be on, <laughs> I'll be on his hit list now moving I, forward. I'm, no, no. He, he'll be uh, tickled that someone uh, said his name, uh, even if it was wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's great, man. Well, listen, we, well, I truly thank you for, for coming on the, the podcast here. Uh, it's been a long time coming. I've wanted to have you on. And we, you, know, you were kind enough to make some time for us. And I want to ask the ubiquitous question, how have you been surviving the pandemic, man? Oh, you know, I've been very fortunate that it did not, uh, the actual pandemic did not affect me. I, I did not get sick and, you know, no loved ones got sick. But so I have to always lead with that. That being said, the mental <laughs> side of things, it was very aggravating. You know, you know, you went through the whole thing, the ups and downs of uh, not getting to do uh, the, your favorite thing in the world, not getting to see your right. favorite people. So it, it was... Uh, it was a rough go of it, and then uh, thankfully being in New York, it's funny, it's like, I think Seinfeld calls comedy like an ecosystem, and like, especially in New York City, it it's like nature finds a way, comedy found a way to still exist, 
So we were yeah. able to get a little bit of stuff. Like we, we did parks and rooftops and stuff. So I, yeah, I've been, cool. I was fortunate. I, uh, I can't complain. I, I do love that that uh, description of uh, comedy because I, I I feel like I wish I had said that. That's one of those things. Like, of course it is. Oh, yeah. Of course people are going to be passionate. We're, we're going to do it. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's going to happen. I mean, and I know very few people love the Zoom shows, but they happen. But I mean, how many yeah. shows have we done outside? It's just what you got to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that this was the, I mean, uh, I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said, but this was the time that everybody had that reset that we all all said, oh, wouldn't it be great if I could just, you yeah. know, figure out what if I'm doing the right thing. And then uh, this is when you found out if like if you were Jones and <laughs> like like I was and I'm sure you were, then you knew. Okay, I still love this thing. I still love doing this. Yeah, yeah. that's a, it's certainly going to uh, you know for better or worse. I don't I don't even mean this like in a in a bad way. Is it, some people aren't going to be around now. So, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna. I, I don't want to use any of the terms that you want to use, like the people who aren't going to make right. it or whatever it is, because it might be this is a, something that a positive thing for people to get out from something that wasn't for them. I think so. I think you know some people might be like, you know what I. I I liked it when I did it and I lost the love for it. And this is during this time I found out I don't like it anymore. And uh, I'm going to go do something else. Godspeed. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's so good that you found out because that's you're then you're on your way of finding out what you do love. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's a, a comic that Brian actually brought up. And this is, I mean, probably last year at some point that there was a really famous that not famous to the world, but famous to comics. He was a road guy and everybody mm -hmm. loved him, thought he was the best. And he, he started doing a podcast at the beginning of the pandemic. And apparently six months in, he had like a million people listening to his podcast. Oh, wow. And he was like, I don't do stand up anymore <laughs> on the road. He, he's like, what a perfect time. And he's a kind right. of older guy, you know, and he, yeah. he just, he, he found this created an opportunity for him to kind of maybe get off the road and live his life a little bit. And that's kind of, of course. What he said. I wish I could remember his name, but, but that's, that's kind of great. It's kind of a great thing. See, you're a positive spin guy too. I am not. I am. <laughs> I am. This is a, it's a practice and uh, I'm trying to change it. So I would say I'm, I'm, I'm lucky if I'm in the middle. So I'm working on it. Okay. All right. Well, this is a good good transition because I do like to to get into sort of style and and that. It's like you're just sure. you're a sharp guy. I mean, you are a you're a joke writing machine as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you're, you, your jokes you. are great. But would you describe? I mean, I bet I haven't seen you in at least you know obviously a year plus. Probably yeah. Kenny's wedding was the last time I think. Oh my God! I forgot. I think that, about, that was so fun. <laughs> it was so fun, man. We just oh. had him on the show, by the way. Uh, just a couple oh, weeks ago. love him. So are you, I mean, are you uh, that guy? Are you a joke writing guy? I know, I know the, you know, the anxiety theme sort of podcast, and I know that influences your comedy, but yeah. how do you describe it? How do you describe it? Certainly the joke writing. I want to be a machine. I, it's funny that we're, you're asking me this because uh, I told you off, off mic that I'm, I got folks coming and uh, we just <laughs> moved and all that. So I realize I've been angry all day until I got to sit down with you and I was like, what's going on? Why am I so angry? And I'm like, oh, I haven't written today. Ah, and it's all wow. I wanted. It's all I want to do. And I, <laughs> but then this thing comes up, you know, this, I got to put this yeah. Ikea thing together. It's like, <laughs> and it's, um, fuming. And then, uh, I was like, oh yeah, I haven't sat down and wrote today. Yeah. And it was right. driving me nuts. Uh, that's that's kind of a beautiful thing. It's also I I do like that that I have that yeah. ability because yeah that is your thing though. I mean you do you you sit with pen and paper in front mm -hmm. of the computer every day. Oh, yeah. That's just part of the yeah. I, I can't do the computer. I I do have a use for it where I, I'll like make when not, when a joke's the way I want to tell it or you know as close it's close to its final or whatever you know that mm -hmm. we could get into that but uh <laughs> right, right. i i'll put it word for word on a thing in case there's ever a day i need it in a transcript or something but for the most part it's like i got notebooks like you can't see it but everywhere behind this computer is a notebook so it's yeah they're all over the place yeah you're you're a pen and paper get love it down it. i and love it interesting yeah i i 
That's, I, I kind of love to hear people who have different, because I haven't heard a ton of that. I know there's people who write, oh. I, I do write jokes in a notebook. I also yeah. text myself, but I do ultimately put it all into, you know, Word documents and I've got spreadsheets of like jokes. Like, like, yeah, yeah. I, um, I'll do one Word doc. I do Evernote, but I do one thing of Evernote and it's, it, uh, I have low self-esteem, but I, so, but I, at the top <laughs> of it, I put the hour. Got it. And it's like, whatever the thing is going to be, they'll go, those jokes that are contenders go in this. Oh, that's beautiful. And yeah. So then uh, that's sort of what I do. And uh, I like the notebook because I write weird. I, I hold a pen weird. <laughs> and I get those pen, those gel pens where the ink kind of runs a little bit. And okay. at the end of writing, my whole, whatever you call it, <laughs> the right side of my palm will be covered in ink. Right. And it's like... Like uh, pinky down, pinky down to pink, your wrist. Pinky to wrist, covered. <laughs> and it's stained for the day. And I'll have people go, what the hell's that? And then, I'm, and then I'm when the first time somebody said that and I looked, I was like, oh, I wrote a lot today. So it's wow. like a little bit of a, yeah, I worked hard today. There's my... Here's my bruises. Right. <laughs> Some people have just blisters on their hands. Right, Some people right. are just tired from the day. You're like, I got, I got ink. Look at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it's, ink today. <laughs> hey, whatever I, works for you. That's cool. Yeah, I earned whatever uh, thing I'm watching on Netflix or whatever because I, <laughs> I worked. <laughs> well, again, yeah. perfect uh, uh, transition here. Like, where do you, where do you pull from? And I know that's just the the dumbest question, but no, no. I mean, is it news? Is it literally like, here's what I did today and and pull off of that it's just what what, uh, what what do you favor when when you're looking for new material writing new stuff because obviously you're doing it a lot yeah i i don't i stay away from the news because it, it's usually overwhelming but i like uh those moments in life where you you stop you just stop and it can be horrible or it can be uh confusing like those those core emotions i like to Go from that. Uh, mm -hmm. I heard somebody or read something where it's like, anytime your mood changed during the day, that's probably uh, something. This wow. I think he, I think it was a writer for like books. Look how educated that sounds was. <laughs> but uh, you know those book things. With he would paper. write those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, had, some people ink. don't know actually. <laughs> that guy was a big time writer. He had ink on both hands, but uh, <laughs> he. Uh, he said something like, anytime your mood changes during the day, that's probably something you could write about. So sometimes uh, at the end of the day, I'll write when that happened or the next morning I'll write when that happened. Uh, but other things, it just kind of sticks out. Like, obviously, a lot of moving premises are coming to me right. lately and <laughs> right, that kind right. of stuff. I'm kind of knocked out by that, that, that mood change. That that suggests something, something has happened to you that is like again from the from the base and like emotional level has changed your attitude about some of your mood about whatever has occurred and, and it's sometimes it's you trying to go back and figure it out what was it and, yeah. and then mine that yeah uh, wow i'm, I'm like, floored like that um to you referenced it so i feel less weird but on my i did the late show in that opening joke there was a uh i go uh, i told my buddy i had anxiety he's like uh don't worry about it, it could always be worse so that's something that really happened. <laughs> right. And when he said it to me, I was angry that he was like diminishing. Well, the real thing he said to me was like, everybody has anxiety or something like that. It was something along those lines. Right. And I was like, what do you like? It made me so angry that you couldn't like. Right. And, and I was like, OK, well, this change <laughs> is is something. Uh, I'm genuinely knocked out. Uh, I know we have uh, comics who listen to this, and new, new, and uh, and vets. And I gotta say, that's uh, that's kind of knocked blew my hair back. That's really good, good nugget right there. Oh, I thanks. really appreciate that. I Heck, mean, it's yeah. the other guy's nugget that I. Uh and we're That's using right. his material. We're sharing it, man. You're sharing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, how so obviously you mean you you take great care and concern with your writing and and you actually said something that's similar to me. It's like where you know getting new material in my set I always find to be a little bit challenging because I like to think I have a high bar. So not yeah. everything gets put into the hour as you mentioned. Sure, um, yeah. And I mean so you know how often are you putting new material in? Is it something you're trying sort of relentlessly trying new stuff or 
I have a, <laughs> I have, uh, <laughs> my girlfriend is also a comic, very funny, Caitlin Palufo. And she is on me about how often I try new to a detriment. Like it's, um, it can be an issue where it's like, I'm on a show where you, you should kill on the, on the right. show. And, and I, I'm a little too, uh, quick to throw my baby out there before it knows how to fly. <laughs> right. Right. But I know it can, I'm confident in it. It's weird. Right. It's the only thing I'm like confident in is like, so when a joke makes me laugh, I'm like, well, I'm gonna, I gotta try it. Right. I'm, I'm and you want to try it in a good space, obviously. Right. Right. Exactly. Give it its, give it its due. You know, sometimes you try it at a garbage mic or something and then you're yeah. like, how can I honestly, you know, dude, I, you couldn't have nailed it more. To do it at a mic, I love my fellow comedians, but you're not who I want to give this thing to first. For sure. You know, I want yeah. it to be people that, uh, uh, oh, you liked other stuff, Ice. It's almost like a Netflix thing. Oh, you like <laughs> these jokes, huh? Well, this is from the same people. <laughs> That's, what do you think of this one? Right. So I love to try a new thing a lot. It's my favorite. I love trying new and uh, yeah, I just, I love it. It's my favorite. That's funny. To, like every time I try a new joke, it's like, it's a, a crowd. If I do, especially if it's a new joke that I love, like all yeah. I hear is a, you know, 20 comics looking at each other going, that's a good one. Yeah. That, yeah. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear someone laugh at it. You know, I'd be like, yeah. oh, that's a good joke. Later it'd be like, hey, it's pretty good. It's like, I'll, yeah, that doesn't. <laughs> I'll be honest. I want that too. I, <laughs> As soon as well, you're like, I do. I don't want to suggest I know. I do, but no, I know. Like that. you, yeah. <laughs> I think oh, a huge, great. a huge fear of mine is other comedians' opinions. It's terrifying really? to me because um, I don't want to find out. I was talking about this with a comic last night. Don't don't you worry that you're like people are gonna? I have imposter syndrome. Is basically what I'm saying. Yep. I'm worried people are gonna be like, "Hey, I know that you're pretending to be a comedian." And that's what I'm, I'm terrified. And I think that's why there is that high bar. And that's yeah. why, yeah, that's a big thing with me. I, I would say the people that now, um, this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment, but the people I think who, who are good and who are going to go places are people who experience some degree of that. I, right. <laughs> I kind of do as well. Like, I, yeah, you know, you don't, I don't want to, I don't want someone to, to say, oh, well, he was, it was bullshit this whole time. There wasn't, he right. wasn't doing anything worth his shit. Right. He had like one good, you know, 20 minutes and then nothing else ever after that. And, you know, oh that boy. Yeah, yeah. You, you just crawled into my brain. <laughs> yeah. Pulled I definitely, out a dark one. <laughs> definitely don't want that. But as much as you write, I can't imagine that's something you're going to experience. Now, I know wait, I mentioned it before that you, you opened for uh, Brian Regan with, mm -hmm. uh, with regularity. Uh, one of my favorites. Uh, it's fantastic human Same. being. Same. Makes sense. You guys are working together, and I'm getting to a point with this. Uh, but uh, Dave Chappelle said, and I can't remember which special. He said, "I challenge comics to speak recklessly." Brian Regan is an, is a very clean comic. Not to say that he doesn't have like an edge to to what he's talking about. Right. With that quote, I mean, is that something that you think about that you need to work edgier or talk controversial, or, or are you? Again, I haven't seen you in a while, so I'm not sure where what direction you know you're you're leaning at these days. I don't know if you hit a harder topics or no. I um not to say that anxiety, by the way, isn't it doesn't have an edge to her. Isn't I'm just sort of wondering if there's you've mentioned you don't go to the news, you don't talk politics, no, no, no. that kind of thing. I I avoid. That's a great quote, by the way. I don't know if I've heard that Chappelle quote. Yeah. Now my comedy nerd brains <laughs> eating away at that. But um, yeah. I avoid sex. I avoid politics and religion. But there are things I avoid in everyday life conversation. The only time I talk about sex is when I'm pleading. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's not. It's good. You got me. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I, I was. So to answer your question, I'm not touching those edgy topics because I feel like I have nothing worth saying ab about them. Right. That, and also it's like I'm hearing about them all the time. I'm hearing about them all day and, and not even just from comics. When a comic talks about it, I usually I love I love comedy that's not like mine. 
by the way. I like sure, dirty. Yeah. I love political, whatever. It, it, I'm usually laughing in the back, having a great time. But I hear about it from normal conversation with friends or family. Like, that's what you, you're like, hey, how about that thing that just happened? It's like, right. I already heard about it all day. Why would I want to bring it? And I'm assuming the audience has. And I think, yeah. for me, I, when I turn on comedy, it's to escape. So why would I bring the thing we're trying to escape from into the room? Sure, sure. Uh, but I also don't think I have um, much to say about those things on top of that. So Right. Yeah, I get to, again, because we seem to be doing this, one of those things that Seinfeld said uh, was, I think they were talking about race and, mm. and the N-word or something like I that. Love the, I love this quote. Yeah, and he's saying he's saying I, I don't I don't find the humor in it, nor do I seek it, right? Yeah. And that to me is like anytime anyone wants to, you know, and I'm I have this anticipation that someone at some point is going to come at me for not going at hard topics or something, and I'm going to say, yeah, but Seinfeld said this, <laughs> so I get to use <laughs> right. that to get out of this, but I don't I don't need to do that, and neither do you, of course. I think there's there's plenty of interest and in, in humor literally every else everywhere else in the world. So right, I like that prior quote that he that i've heard seinfeld quote a lot mm. which is forget about racism it's hard enough being a person right and it's like uh, i'd rather talk about that part right there yes what it's what it's hard about being a person i don't care what you are or who you are that's what i why wouldn't you like for me it's like i want everybody to like me so why right. would i i don't know I, that's where i, I yeah the being a human yeah, 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 that commonality. Of course, that is that's the universal experience. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're not doing shows in front of a room full of dogs, although that would be awesome <laughs> too. I've I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> so, do do you ever put time and energy? And this is probably again another question that is as an obvious answer, but I'd love you to talk more about it. Do you put time and energy into your stage presence? Uh, your your moment on Colbert. Sharp dressed man, you're a good looking fella. <laughs> you're not you're not going to do a comedy in t-shirts and shorts, man. You no, know, no, no, you are you uh put you're the whole package, buddy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I wanted to wear a suit on there so badly. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, I don't practice my faces. Since then, I'm even more facial expressive, and obviously been taking some English classes, but. <laughs> I move more, and, and, and a lot of it you can credit to w watching Brian every night. Sure, I, right. He's done a lot for my comedy. I don't think I've copied his movements at all, but I'm sure some stuck. I, I love moving more. Uh, I love uh, trying to change the pitch of the voice in here. I, I, I've gotten a little bit better with it. And a lot of like the catalyst for that you see in the Colbert, I, I, I scream in one of the jokes and move a little bit and, and there is facial expressions. I, I just tried to expand on that. I'm still trying to make that everything a little bit stronger. Sure. 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 Um, and then as far as the look, I, I, every, all my heroes wore a suit on late night. Right. I, I want, I wanted to be like them. It's just a kid playing dress up when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's dude? It is a it is a legit suit. Now I like I, oh, yeah. I like I like fashion. And yeah, I, you, did you get it for the show? I mean, was this you went out and like? Oh, this is for the show. Yes. Oh my god, this, that's awesome. I uh, I went with <laughs> with uh, Samantha Ruddy, who's from uh, Syracuse. Well, not from there, but we started there in Syracuse at the same time. She was also doing Colbert. And then my buddy and now uh -huh. neighbor, uh, oh, Joe exciting. List. Oh, yeah. wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So he took, Joe took me uh, suit shopping and it was like, I've heard the stories of comedians going suit shopping with their buddies <laughs> and I, I got to do it. And it was like, so great. It was so fun. Uh, what and, that is, uh, that is yeah. some inside baseball, but that is fantastic, man. Yeah. And I so wore that cool. suit at uh, Kenny's wedding. I, I, I want to <laughs> say, I remember we had a conversation a little bit of, I think kind of touched on this a little bit when we were there. Cause wasn't your yeah. dad there with you? My dad. Oh boy. I mean, my parent, both my parents were at my taping. My mom is, they're both, by the way, the most supportive ever. They're yeah. great. My mom likes to be in the audience because she likes to watch other people react right, to right. the to the the jokes. So I was like, "All right, well, we'll put mom in the, in the audience, 
and dad is a huge comedy nerd. Uh, well, they both are. He just likes that other inside baseball stuff. Yeah. So I was like, well, well, let's put dad in the green room. Now that I did that, I have to make sure mom's in the green room on the next one. <laughs> oh, my God. Because dad comes out with all the green room stories, and she's like, what the hell? And uh, <laughs> She's I'm like, like oh, you got your the wrong seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they were both there. And uh, they, during the joke about the jokes about my mom in the Colbert, you can't – you don't, nobody knows this, but all the jokes about her, I'm telling to her in really? the set. I'm looking right at her during those jokes. Uh, that is so like, cool. Yeah, it's so fun. It was, it, it, I was like, I got it. This is amazing. It was, it was great. Man alive. That's a, that's really cool, man. That, I, yeah. I'm just saying that's a, that's a movie I'd watch, right? Comic. <laughs> like, oh man, I just yeah. got Colbert. And then you get your buddies and you go and it's like, did you try oh, in a bunch yeah. of suits? And then you came out and they were like thumbs down. And then yeah, you turned I around. To, I, I, <laughs> I try to get him to approve the Dumb and Dumber tux. But, uh, <laughs> you did it. You literally did a suit montage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. They all they all sat there with uh, drinks and just <laughs> shook their head. Thumbs yeah, up. yeah. Then you came out with the right one. Oh, that's, that's right. just beautiful. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's good. So we got, got your your folks into this conversation because again, I brought up I have a great relationship with my folks. Oh super, yeah, super supportive. My dad's like my best friend and my hero. Like that's just the oh, that's you awesome. Know, comics probably hate us. I mean, what? So <laughs> your uh, your kind of origin story. Where did this stand up uh, comedy thing come from? Maybe from your dad? Like what? But definitely both of them. My mom is uh, hilarious, but is nine times out of ten just naturally being funny. She's not going for the joke, and then when she does, it's it's good. And then my dad jokester just joke 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 constantly <laughs> he's riffing yeah. on you it, to the point where and i think they know this but i give them credit i give him credit he's so quick with the joke that i had to be faster than him at home to get there first no kidding so it made me uh i didn't realize but it worked a muscle that i use all the time now if someone sure. interrupts me during a set i'm i'm quick just uh, all over him wow yeah and that's all because of my I was, I was trying to make my dad laugh before he made everyone, everyone else laugh <laughs> you grew up in a comedy circle right? i had no idea my mom's a heckler yeah. you know my, my mom uh <laughs> my mom's the bouncer and my uh my dad's the mc and uh but and then they both watched hilarious people like my mom liked um jerry lewis movies and she liked mm. a lot a lot of stuff like that and then my dad introduced me to Jim Carrey movies. Dumb and Dumber was like, you know, a holy grail to me. And yeah. and then I don't remember how, but I, my parents were watching something that had stand-up on it. And I thought I think it was a Carson rerun or something, but I don't think they right. did the reruns because he retired before I was born. But uh, I remember seeing stand-up, and uh, one of the first comics I remember seeing was Wendy Liebman. Her half Wendy. hour on HBO. I was like, ooh, whatever the hell this is, I want to do that. And then yeah. I remember watching Letterman stand up with my parents, and it just started growing. And then Rodney came into my life, and that multiplied it. It's interesting, because it it, some old, old school, you kind of yes. got, you cut your teeth a little bit on old school, I'm yeah. just saying, you know, comics from a while ago. Wow, I'm kind of knocked out. And, and are you like 10 years old at this time? Or are you 15? Like, where, where, where are you? I wanted to, I remember saying it in second grade that I wanted no to kidding. be a comedian. Something, <laughs> something like that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. That is uh, kind of knocked out by that. Some things just make sense at an early age, man. It's someone... Someone sat Mozart in front of a piano. Steve yeah. Rogers got, you know, the Tonight Show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, yep, I can do that. I can make that happen. That's that's crazy, man. So what, yeah. what, when do you do it for the first time? January 10th, 2013 was okay. my first club real. Like I, I did a mic or two prior to that. And, and it was the guy that all the comics sat in the back of the room and, and were like, get this person off stage. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And I didn't take it seriously. I thought it just happened, you know? And I, I was one of those guys, you know, you just yeah. don't know any better. Sure. And, in my, and my first time behind a mic in general was my graduation party. My dad was like, you know, you say you want to do this. Why don't you try it? At your graduation party, if you're not going to do it for people that you love, you might not be willing to do it in front of strangers. 
You, wait, you go up for the first time in January 2013, and you're on Colbert in 2019. Mm-hmm. That's uh, six yeah, years. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That is a rocket ship trajectory. That's, cr- well, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I will. S- <laughs> yeah, that's the only response, by the way. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly. That's it crazy, is crazy, man. Good for it's you. It's very crazy. It's unfortunate how often I forget that and need other people to remind me. Whew. But it was actually five years. They, <laughs> you son of a bitch. It took no, no, no. <laughs> That's oh, I see. Now I heard how I came <laughs> so, off. No, go ahead, tell no, me. No, I want to let you know I'm a year stronger than you really think. Because I tape. I remember this being a, a moment for me. Was we taped January 18th of 2018, and it didn't come out until oh, wow. June. Because they no the way Colbert does it is they hold on to them. Yeah, right, uh, right. F- until they fit a uh, a show that they're doing. So, are you um, getting a are you getting a an a, a Colbert audience, and then they bring a couple comics in, or do they just provide an audience? And say, these hey, are people you? that are going to see him. They get okay. tickets to him, and and they get then they can go to this show. I I don't remember exactly, but the, it was a full audience. That also wow. got tickets to Colbert. They knew it was part of the Colbert show. That's and wild. Yeah. And so it's a, I think my taping had five comics or six comics on it. Okay. And uh, I went, I wanted to go first and they let me go first because I was like, I don't want to follow other standups. I want to go first and have it be cold like it would be if I went on the regular show. Man. A regular late night. Like, I, I, man, we we are we're hitting a lot of the same sort of notes with this. Cause that's exactly <laughs> where my brain would go to. Yeah. Be, I don't, I don't want the dust of anybody else's set on mine. I don't sure, I yeah. like going first. I like hosting. I still host yeah. sometime. Like that's great to me. It's my audience. Right. You're, you're making it right. your audience. Everybody else is getting, you know, seconds and thirds after that. I got for right. Uh, I think that intimidates some people. So, so you're in it. So January 2013. I mean, at what point do you, when did you move to New York City? 2017, September 1st, 2017. Okay. So, so at, at, that's got to be the point where you're like, oh, I can, I can actually do this. I can, I'm going to make a career at this. Uh, yeah, I mean, that mindset hasn't even happened yet, but, uh, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Cut to me going, actually it was five years. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brian is the, is one of the main reasons he found me at a festival in Jamestown, New York, uh, Lucy Fest, which is, uh, is a wonderful festival and, and now the home of the National Comedy Center, which is an amazing place. Wow. And he saw me there. And a month later, started taking me on the road, and then that was twenty fifteen or or sixteen. I was with him a little bit before I moved, and yeah, um, I, I I seem to remember that actually, but I didn't know you guys had met. Is that something you feel comfortable walking us through? The the one of the legendary comedians sees you at a festival and goes, "Hey, yeah, I knew he was coming, but I was hoping there the the, the way he, he likes to go to comedy shows and watch." He's just a big fan of stand-up. And I heard he was coming, and I was like, uh, I really hope he's gone. I mean, uh, not here until after I get off. I don't want him to watch me. Right, I don't right. want to I don't want to know what this guy thinks of me. Yeah. And unfortunately, I saw him come in and sit down <laughs> as I'm walking to the stage. Oh, so goodness. I did a whole set in front of him, and I was, you know, no joke connected to the other. It was like if you put an album on shuffle. Right. <laughs> it was just any joke that came across my, it was like your, you know, your mind's a prompter. I was like, all right, I'll do that one. And I did well. And then I get off stage and he greets me, comes right over to me and wow. said, great, great job. And I was like, wow, thank you so much. And I had watched him earlier. So I said, you too. But he thought I was quoting his joke. So he, <laughs> he laughed and I was like, no, I watched you. And, uh, you know, I was a nervous wreck. And yeah. then, uh, a month later, I heard from him, and uh, I've been with him ever since. Uh, wow. Just got just got back from working with him a couple of days ago. And, and this is all over the place too. I think you you were in. Yeah, I was in Reno uh, with him just now. Yeah. And wow. I've been very lucky. He's, uh, you know, we're men, so we don't say how much <laughs> to each other with the eye contact. But he's changed my life, and. Uh, yeah. He was a big part of the confidence to just let's make this next step. Let's take this leap. Yeah. 
and my parents were they my parents didn't want me to leave but they were so encouraging and sure. it, and it, i mean i owe, i owe them so much so yeah that's where that confidence came from that's crazy and and you're performing in front of thousands of people at this point if you're doing brian regan shows right yeah it's pretty crazy i remember the first time i opened for him you'll you'll know exactly what i'm saying <laughs> but nobody no you know non-comics don't know what it sounds like but the first time i opened for him it was a 900 seat thing and it was you know full the tour manager introduces on the god mic he goes you guys ready for a show with brian regan and the place I'm telling you, that sound uh, scared the hell out of me. I was like, what am I about to do? Right. I've, oh, my God. I've, I, the, like, uh, the week before, I was in, are you guys ready for comedy? And then you heard, like, three claps. <laughs> Church coffee. <right? laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, what is this? And then it was, you know, I, it's like, oh, God, amazing. You got that. You got that shot in the arm, and now you cannot live without it. Uh, yeah, it was like a booster shot of the yeah. first dose in 2013. It was <laughs> right. Oh um, my god, that is insane! What a, what a great what a great moment we could uh, take a break on there. Actually, man, it's been so much fun talking to you. But we're gonna be right back. If you guys want to learn more about Stephen Rogers, go to Stephen Rogers. Stephen, S-T-E-V-E-N, RogersComedy.com. Find a ton of information, video clips, plus uh, the podcast Panic Attacking, which we're going to talk a little bit when we come back. So stick around. We'll be right back. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care feels like home because video visits bring my provider to me. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your in-person or virtual appointment today at orthocarolina.com. Get ready. Broadway is returning to Charlotte. Blumenthal Performing Arts has an incredible selection of upcoming hits, including the returns of Hamilton and Wicked, plus the long-awaited Charlotte debut of Disney's Frozen and many more fan-favorite musicals and plays. Season tickets are on sale now at blumenthalarts.org slash Broadway. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Comedy Zone podcast. We're having a good time talking with the super talented Stephen Rogers. Uh, and we learned some amazing things so far that it was not six, but five years uh, since he <laughs> left the planet. And <laughs> Wait, I, I just I just double checked. Three years. No, no, three, no. Wait, three? two. two. <laughs> he's, he's just been amazing. <laughs> right out of the womb, he's been the funniest guy ever. <laughs> Uh, he lives in New York City. Uh, I'll uh, give you his address at the end of the show. So if you want to go see him, please, I'm still trying to memorize it. <laughs> yeah, it's a new place. You said, right? <laughs> yeah, a new spot. Yeah. Oh man, very cool. Now you're. You, it, can you say where in the city you're at? Are you like in? I live in Queens. Queens. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I awesome. love Queens, man. I'm trying great. to think. I, I don't. I don't think I've really spent much time in Queens. If I'm being honest, there's not so much stand up. Like so many like venues in in mm-hmm. Queens, there's there's a couple QED is is, uh, is really good, cool. And I like going there. And then Creek in the Cave was here that's, prior to the pandemic. That I was gonna say that's the only place really that I was over there, and that's just kind yeah. of on the edge too. That's not even like, deep yeah, anymore. that was that was like at the border. Yeah, right on. Very good. So we're learning great stuff. I mean, you you and your relationship with Brian Regan, we could honestly spend an hour talking about him because because uh, <laughs> I'm just such a big fan. When he comes and plays these you know theaters in Charlotte, he always comes to the Comedy Zone and hangs out. Yeah, and, man. And it's about three different times over the you know last year, notwithstanding, he just comes and hangs out with everybody. He's like, I want to go where the comics are. So oh yeah, uh, that's just uh, who he is. And and uh, and I mentioned like that's his, his special this past year was one of the best ones that came out yeah. easily i think um and you had a chance to go check that out i opened oh you and, did open uh, oh show us shit i didn't yeah. know that oh my god no. man <laughs> yeah that's my dorky voice introducing him in the beginning what oh uh, i gotta I, yeah I, good reason to watch it again awesome yeah just stop it after five seconds and then you know <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody just check out that first five <laughs> but yeah 
I mean, I, he knows this. I said it a million times to him, but it was amazing. And it was just a magical experience. It was wonderful to be a part of it. And he, it was so, it was just great. He's a killer. And uh, that hour is one of my favorite hours. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Very good, man. Well, I'd like to ask, like, you know, you're, you're already accomplishing some pretty major things within stand-up, man. You've already done, mm. you know, Thank you. the cold bear. Nice. You're opening for these guys. I mean, do you have set goals? Does that, do you, do, that you're, there's something that you're getting to that you just want to do? Is it like, I want to be on the Mount Rushmore of uh, comedians? Is it, is it that? <laughs> do you want to get into writing other things, TV, <laughs> movies? What, what, tell me, uh, where are you where you're heading, man? Well, if if there's ever someone that has me on their uh, Mount Rushmore, they need to, uh, you know, watch more comedy. But <laughs> you know what's uh, funny? Uh, Learn everything you said the first segment. I sh- why would I ask that question? You're like <laughs> you said imposter syndrome three minutes into this podcast, yeah, and I'm bringing yeah. up the. <laughs> uh, but go um, ahead, tell me where, where you're heading with this stuff. I mean, that would be wonderful. I I do. I I mean, I kind of alluded it alluded to it before. I want. Com- I want to be a comic that people like when the comics are hanging out at the bar and then they go, Oh, Steve's up. I want them to come in and watch because right. they like my stuff. That is a, a goal for sure. Yeah. But it doesn't precede people coming to see me. I definitely want to kill more for audiences than comics. I also <laughs> want to know how to kill. Right. Uh, my goal right now is, uh, album the first album is is, uh sort of in the works yeah and then um i would love to do late night until i uh i'm in a suit permanently so uh right on on. uh, that's uh some things i'm i'm chasing yeah very good man i I love that so you you are you are super hyper you know comedy centric about this you want to be a comic who's just constantly on the, uh, you know, in the loop. On, For sure. On night. That's that's great, man. There is something Bill Burr said that I, I relate to, which was he was like, "I'll do acting. I'll be in every any. I'll be in everybody's show where I pop my head in, and then they're like, hey, and you know, but not have my own, right? And it just gets people to come see you do stand up. I'll gladly act or whatever to you know to try that experience, but that's not the goal. Yeah. I'm the reverse. Some people get into standing stand up to get into acting. I'll act so more people will come see my stand. <laughs> oh, that's really yeah. cool, man. That's good. And I was yeah. gonna ask that you know if did that goal change at some point in, in your in your career? I mean, is that something that that it's it, but it doesn't sound like that's you know I wanted to put that out there to you, but it doesn't sound like it. it sounds like this has just been your thing. I yeah, I mean. Um, I literally watch Brian live the life I, I want want to live. Right. I have a guy that's taking me going. It's almost like, I don't know. It's like Mufasa going, hey, look at all this, huh? <laughs> uh, and, and I'm like, yeah, please let me have it. <laughs> Die already. Get out of the way. Do you hear that, Brian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steven it, wants you gone. <laughs> no, that, if you heard, Brian, that was Jason that said that. Uh, that was... Uh, no, he good. he. I think paves the way. I mean, not a lot of people have done it of just stand up, and you got a theater full of people that want to see you. So, right. if I'm able to, I'd love to do that. I mean, theaters are so fun. I love comedy clubs too. Just like they're two different things, but I love them both. And if I could just headline and people come see me, I'd love I, that. Would yeah. that's the goal. Yeah, let's come back to that because I do want to talk a little bit about the difference between the two. Sure. Because I, I do think that there's something to that. But you mentioned, I mean, this was, it was a great sort of reference to The Lion King. Brian Regan's got you by a couple years. You, you're a young comic. I mean, not just in the, ah, not yeah. just of the years that you've been doing it, which again, I don't necessarily think is a, there's no blueprint that says you have to be doing it this amount of time to be good at it. I don't, I don't subscribe no. to that. You being on the younger side, especially working with Brian Regan, I have to assume that his audience skews, you know, average, average age of Americans kind of a thing. I mean, do you, does that weigh in your, your strategy at all? It's funny. I remember when I was in Syracuse, a guy looking at, peeking into the room and saw a lot of older people. And he was like, ugh, I don't do well for older people. And I was like, (laughs) what are you talking about? (laughs) They're people, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I have no age group. 
they're people. I, they're just yeah. They're like the people yeah. that were outside. They're just in here now, right? <laughs> yeah. One could argue they're more experienced at being people. <laughs> so I try not to get dis- I actually get. I try not to get discouraged. I get more discouraged by uh, people that look cooler. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh boy, I'm I'm a dork. They're right. gonna hate me. But um, <laughs> as far as age, I I have like Brian's crowds are very interesting because you could get you know someone in their mid 60s and you could get an eight year old. Right. Like oh, it's wow. very yeah. accessible comedy. It's clean. Yeah. I one time I did crowd work with an eight, like a eight year old kid that was in the front, so it's like it certainly worked a muscle of you can do comedy for everybody and I I uh, I intend to make everybody laugh so I have no I don't uh, know if that answered that is your, a that uh, is a that's so healthy I'm a little sick to my stomach your answer to that <laughs> uh, that's amazing because there's no there's no real follow up to that you you don't see it as a challenge you see it as this has just been your goal. To do this, yeah, I want to make everybody laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man, that is really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it makes kidding. it. No, I mean, it can be frustrating when you're like, when you have a room full of all ages and you don't do well. You're like, yeah. uh oh, <laughs> oh yeah. What <laughs> I gotta do rooms in front of dogs now because I'm not hitting yeah. any of these age groups. Uh, like, hey, bad news! I just did a survey and uh, <laughs> I'm bad from ages eight to sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good for you, man. I, I I love that about you. But we were talking about so so that doesn't influence you. you so you mentioned there's a, there is a difference between performing at a nightclub versus a theater show do you what kind of adjustments do you make there not much i'm not a crowd work guy i know i just said reference that i did it i'm a guy that addresses things that happen in the moment Mm -hmm. so if if someone's laughing a little hotter than the rest in a club i'll i'll go maybe cater to them i'll be like oh this person's really into this and i like to reference things that happen like the clips that I post on YouTube are things that happened. Mm-hmm. I never like burn the material. Got it. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. So, if something falls down, I'll riff about the thing falling. Or right. If if a light goes out, I'll riff about that. Uh, like at, at Brian's Netflix special, uh, the, it was outside in in Rock Canyon like things, yeah. and I riffed about being in a canyon. Right. So like that's the kind of stuff that at a at a club mostly, it's easier to do. You know, we're in a smaller, compact place. Everyone can see everything. Everyone's aware of what's going on. Yeah. And, or could see the people that if they do interrupt, I'm interacting with. But in a theater, you should... I just do jokes. Yeah. And I'll, if, if something doesn't do well, I'll make fun of that. Or if something does, you know, I'll reference some stuff in the moment. But it's harder because there's so many people. You don't want to make any seat a bad seat you sure, know sure. you can't really do crowd work in a theater right also you got to cater to whoever your headliner is you they're the show you're working for them so yeah. if if they don't do crowd work you shouldn't really for the most part so that's the thing is just like at a theater it's like they came to see stand up they didn't get a free ticket they're at yeah. a theater show they came to see stand-up comedy so they want to hear jokes so it's like yeah that's the spot to do jokes that's where i sneak in some new yeah (laughs) really well i watch him do new i mean we could talk about that too he does new at a theater show like that's where he's trying the new stuff so he's very encouraging he's like yeah try it out but it's you know one or two jokes it's not a 15 minute chunk so that i don't know if that answers your question but it's like yeah, I, that's where you you hit the the jokes is right. harder. Do you have to because of its larger size? Do you are your emotions and stuff bigger? Do you move more left or right? Like, do you try to work more of the stage, or is it just like that? Nah, this is I'm doing I'm doing my my stuff. I'm just gonna be here and do it. It's funny I didn't think about this until now. I think a lot of reps at a club make me better in a theater, and a lot of reps in a theater make me better in a club mm. because it's like, how can I make one feel like the other, or how can uh, I do my best things in the one place be the best here? So, like in a theater, I try to use the whole stage, yeah, uh, even if it's just pacing. Right. I don't want anyone in the front row. I know they didn't come to see me. But I don't want anyone in the front row to be like, I had to tilt the whole time to to look at him or anything. I want everyone to have a front row seat at some point in the show. And then in the club, I, I want to, I, I do that 
but if it's a small stage, I just do it with my top half. Right. I, I I'm bending to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that kind of stuff. I do that sort of thing. Man, I, I th- the comics that are listening to this, I hope you got notebooks out, man. This is really smart stuff. I mean, I mean that I'm not trying to just blow and smoke. No, man. It's, it's really it's just thoughtful things to to show everybody the best show. You know, give everybody yeah. the chance to see the best show, and that means giving giving this this side of the room or this group a a, a, a little extra time at a certain certain time and place during their set. Yeah, I found this out, and it's so easy for us to fall in this trap. And I and I'm not immune to it. I still do it of the autopilot thing. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. just re, you know reciting. Nobody wants to see that, right? Ever. So there's got to they want they came to be they came for a moment and you have to be in the moment with them. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing of why I, I, I'll riff off what's going on is it's like, Oh, he's here too. Right. Where, you know, you know what I mean? Like they need to know that who they're seeing is there with them. Right. And not going, all right, after this show, I guess I'll get the, the chicken sandwich. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to say things uh, like, you're not going to see that on the album. And I, I don't right. say, I say that like genuinely, like, yeah, that's a, yeah. we just saw something no one else is going to see. Like, exactly. Right. Exactly. And uh, Brian is someone that does that. A lot of killer headliners do that. Like, they were there for the show they gave. Yeah. You know? And that's something I'm trying, I, I do, but I, I, you can always do it better. Sure. And, I, and that's something I try to do. Well, you're doing so much of this work on, on the room. Do you do open mics or do you, do you find small rooms? Is that so? Or do you avoid that now because you've got other opportunities and no time? Um, I, I try to make time for mics with the, pandemic they're they're coming back yeah but they're not it's so it's you know you just have to now they're new places or new hosts so it's just having to relearn where they are yeah and what ones are helpful but i i like a mic uh they usually make me feel like crap but uh <laughs> like they should uh, yeah so i try to <laughs> not do them every single day because it's not good for the mental health but i'm fortunate where i have a spot somewhere at you know a club so when i didn't i was at mike's every day all night sure um so now i just sprinkle them on top of the schedule yeah that seems to be somewhat of a i guess a common trend i think the more you're working that's sort of your mic you know what i mean yeah i've learned that when i was you know two years ago when i was really hitting it really hard it's like you don't have time right. you just don't have time to go to as many so makes sense. right i've said this before it's like the dmv of stand-up sometimes <laughs> where it's just like everyone's in line waiting their turn and nobody wants to be there yeah and it, sometimes it feels like that if you can find a supportive mic i'm there i'm there as often as i can be yeah and i play my part i'll listen and laugh but if 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 nobody's doing it to you it's hard to you know generate that steam and uh i i can't go to those mics it doesn't make me feel good see this is great so you we've already established uh everyone that's something is steven rogers is obviously a good person you're a good human being (laughs) loves his parents they love him clearly this is where where my ex is right I want to know what, and we ask a lot of comics this, so what is that pet peeve that you see or hear in the comedy game that drives you crazy? Maybe you hear the same jokes, how people act uh, offstage, general style. Like, this is a really fun chance for you to say something that comics can hold against you later. So what do you... <laughs> what do you I got? said this to a friend or something, and I I, tr- I hate to quote myself, but I I think it's... Uh, Speaking of pet peeves. It, it, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, uh, I hate that too. Well, I, I don't like it when a comic refers to themselves in the third person. So we'll just get that out of the way. But uh, anyway, so Stephen Rogers said uh, <laughs> that <laughs> I think we uh, comedians have to try to be the audience that we want to have yeah. in, a, in a show because that, that's what scares me away or not scares me away, but makes me not want to go to Mike's is it's like, Ah, I'm not going to get anything out of it because comedians aren't giving back. Right. I've had it where people go, man, Steve, you're, you were, you're laughing. And I'm like, yeah, you're doing (laughs) standup and you're funny. Like they're surprised to hear a laugh at a mic. They're like, why is this, why am I the weird one? (laughs) 
<laughs> Why can't we support each other? Um, it's so painfully true. I can imagine all that happening. People going, holy shit, that's a that's a comic laughing at a joke over there. Yeah. I've I've had people turn and look at me and it's like what, why is this surprising? Yeah. But I, and I know that I say that now and now some comic's going to go, you know, you said that on that pod, <laughs> but uh, you've been in your phone the whole time you've been <laughs> here. And I, but I try, I try my best to be supportive and watch my friends and watch people I don't know. Yeah. Because it's fun. But uh, I'd say that's a thing with me. And then um, a little bit of the uh, arrogance. Eric, sure. Uh, bothers me is when you when you think uh well i'm done i i'm fully i'm i'm fully figured out stand up yeah and <laughs> and uh mm. but that that kind of stuff again this is beautiful because this who else do you need to hear this from who else do we need to hear this from? This is a guy right. who's accomplishing great things. And I think that, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I know it's tough to hear this kind of shit. You don't want to, you know, getting praise at you like this, I know can be uncomfortable, but it's true. And that's, this is a pet peeve of mine, this overconfidence of where you're at. Okay. Like, I'm right. not even sure that I should be hosting this podcast right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm aware of it. I try to, to, to show some humility, you know, my best yeah. sets, I listen back to them. They're never as good as you think they are. Of course. You're like, oh, I stink. Yeah. You're like, what? I thought that killed. And then it just that yeah. it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So now, oh, I, yeah. do, do you still consume comedy the, the way that you did when you were younger? I mean, you're because not mm -hmm. a lot of some comics want to stay away from it. They don't. It's like it's work stuff. They're not there. But you, you watch specials and stuff. Sure. I understand that. I would say no. I watched I, no wrong answer, obviously. No, no, no. I, uh, that's the thing. It's it all depends on how you function. That's the same with yeah. the writing process. Right, right. Um, I love comedy, so uh, I'll watch a special. But sometimes I can't get through them, and it's not because they're not good. It's just like okay, I, I've been I was writing all day, or I, yeah. I I just saw a bunch of stand up last night. I've I've my tank's full for right now. I'll come back to this later. But yeah. uh, my girlfriend, when we moved in together, she has all these records. So I've been putting on uh, Dangerfield and and prior oh. albums. So like those are fun. So it's like I love to ingest it. But my favorite thing is is uh, when I'm running around to watch the other people on the show with me or uh, if I got time in between, oh, Sam Merrill's over here. Let's go run over there and watch him. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I love to watch it live. But if, if I can, uh, if I can't get that and I'm um, sitting around I'll, and I'm in the mood, I'll put on you know, Nate Bargatze or an old Ellen HBO hour, something like That's that. Awesome. Wanda Sykes is Netflix. I re like, I will rewatch it <laughs> quarterly. Like it's taxes. Uh, it's awesome. so damn good. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I if I'm on a weekend somewhere, I'll watch pretty much every show, uh, yeah. over and over and over again. And it's fun to see how it's a little bit different. It's fun to see adjustments, mm -hmm. like, especially if mm -hmm. it's, like uh Burr Bigglebugs. I mean, that guy will do the same joke and have five different punchlines for every show. It's like on a, oh, uh, throughout yeah. his it'd be like, wait, he did that's not the one he did last last show, you know. And I love yeah. that. That knocks me out. Is was that Burbiglia? Yeah. Yeah, Burbiglia. Uh, I heard the <laughs> I think he calls himself Burbiglebugs. And my buddy Ike always called him that. And he's like, "No, no, he calls himself that." I'm like, "Now I'm an idiot talking about it on the podcast." <laughs> I, I was like, "Who's this Burbiglebugs dude?" <laughs> And so big that he's <laughs> he's third person. His nickname is what he's done. That's how big of a deal he is. He's like, you know, the thing about her big old bugs, uh, what <laughs> is he gives himself Muppet names. That's really great, man. Yeah, we're uh, coming to an end here. Any uh, uh, who are who are some of the comics in your mind? You just mentioned Sam Morell, uh, Joe List. By the way, uh, I want I want to get Joe List on the podcast. You don't have to bring he's that great. up to him, but I'm he, he's telling him he's going to be getting a, a weird <laughs> message on Facebook. Big big fan of Joe. So um, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But who who are the comics? Uh, you know that maybe aren't on a lot of people's radars that they can start to hear them. Uh, you know, and, or seek them out wherever they live. You know what I mean? Is there anybody you could think of? Any pals? I've got a, a bunch. This one is going to sound like I'm being smart, <laughs> but I uh, truly think she's fantastic. Is my uh, and we just happened to date. I happen to date someone I think is amazing at comedy. <laughs> After uh, everything you've told us, that makes perfect yeah. sense, buddy. There's no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I I 
It's funny. She'll listen to this. I'm less trying to be a good boyfriend than I am just promoting a comic I think is wonderful, which is, in hindsight, probably not the the thinking I should have. I should care more about being a good boyfriend. <laughs> but Caitlin Palufo, I'm telling you, if you don't, if her Colbert, I was there for it. The the woman just annihilated the room, and it <laughs> it was a it was a beautiful thing beautiful thing to watch, and her stand up is incredible. Uh, CaitlinPalufo.com yeah. I'm seeing here Yes, that sounds about right I, I don't have that memorized But, uh, <laughs> you know I, I know where she lives <laughs> But, but uh, uh, And then uh, I'll, I'll just throw My other buddies out there Sam Evans, killer comic You know, uh, we, so you know we've had Sam on the podcast I'm a huge oh, fan of Sam Evans Oh my goodness, love Sam yeah. He's so great Here's here's the issue. I'm going to forget a lot of people that I <laughs> and love. And they're all going to remember. I, they're all going to remember here, that you he, didn't say. <laughs> here's what we'll do. Uh, you know who I think is great? And then we'll just put their name in and post Perfect. and we'll send them that we'll link. We'll drop it in. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Jordan, killer comic. I love his stuff. He's really fun to watch. Uh, he did The Tonight Show. He's he's killer. Awesome. Carmen Lagala. So many people. I'm sorry. I can't. I, my okay. friends that are listening, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> all right. That's um, okay. Yeah. There's so many good people out there. Excellent. Well, what's uh, what's next for you in the in the short term here? We're, we're outside of getting the house ready. Where can we, can people find you? Are you heading down the road again? I know you just got back from Reno or, or did you say? Yeah. Where am, am I going to be? I'm going to be with uh, Brian in uh, Florida and Virginia Beach awesome. in, in this month. I'm in New York City a bunch this month. And then uh, my, my big thing is I'm pretty sure the album will be in, in the late summer or early fall. So that is exciting, uh, man. If you're at all interested, people, please go. I could use people. Where are you going to record uh, it? Do we know that? I, yet? I do not know that yet, uh, but that's why uh, you have other people that go, <laughs> hey, I need help, please. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you so, what, yeah. after you do that, come back on the show. And oh my we'll, goodness! We'll promote we'll promote the album for you because we'd we'd love to. Do I would that. love that absolutely. And then I'll get those other names. <laughs> Perfect. See, <laughs> we'll help each other out. Uh, where, yeah. you're, I know you're active on Twitter. What, give us your socials so everybody can can look you up. Yes, my socials at not Steve Rogers and uh, yes, a little stupid joke there and. Um, StevenRogersComedy.com, Panic Attacking Podcast. Oh my gosh, hang on. We're, we're, before you go any further, forgive me, yes. I, hadn't, I hadn't brought it up. Panic Attacking uh, Podcast. Tell us a little bit about yes. that. Yes. Oh, Andrew Chavone and I do this podcast. comes out every Monday. We have Patreon, which is really fun. We're on YouTube. Please subscribe so we have more. You know, three digits would be great on the subscriber numbers. Beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really fun podcast. We just riff about what made us anxious the following week or the pre previous week. If you uh, have anxiety, you can write in what's making you anxious. We have a therapist that joins us on the the, the episodes at the end, and we go over and, and we just make the jokes, but the therapist gives real advice. No kidding. So you guys just yeah. you rehash some some moments you had in the week and, and just give that out yeah. for everybody to experience and then – yeah, we make fun of each other's anxiety. We riff. There's tangents. It's it's just two of me, basically. Andrew's so much like me, and I'm so much like him. Uh, so you can understand why we don't get along. But uh, <laughs> same therapist every week. It's like a, a, a someone who's same therapist every week. Oh, wow. uh, it's a running joke because he's spoiled it already. But it's Andrew's mom. Uh, oh wow! But she's a licensed therapist, and uh, he always acts it. <laughs> He always accidentally calls her mom, so it's really, uh, <laughs> oh my God. just really funny. That is really but, funny. Uh, yeah, and it's it's a really fun show. I'm, I'm proud of it, and uh, check it out if you guys uh, have any mental health problems whatsoever. So that's everyone. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, I tell you what, Stephen Rogers, I I can't thank you enough for making time for us coming on the show. I uh, you know we we worked together. It feels like a hundred years ago. And uh, oh, I, know. I, I appreciate that we've sort of stayed in touch and stayed friends and, and your success Same. is so well-deserved, man. I, I really, I'm, I'm one of your biggest fans, second maybe oh, to your mom, maybe, <laughs> but I, I do, I wish you all success and hopefully we get to work with each other again down the road soon. 
Jason, I, I, I feel the same way. I, I, I want to, I'm sure you brought it up already. I want to, I can't wait to watch your dry bar. Oh, and thanks, uh, I think you're great. You're hilarious. I'm so glad I didn't have to follow you at the wedding. <laughs> and uh, you, you killed. And uh, I remember standing in the back of the room looking at another comic going, are we supposed to do this well? <laughs> uh, uh, you're great. And Thanks, uh, I'm a fan as well, man. I appreciate it. I hope it. to work with you soon. Uh, you're the best, man. All right. Well, you know, the world's opening up. Hopefully our chances to, to work together will be, uh, you know, a plenty in uh, 2021. So I uh, hope so, man. All right, buddy. And we look forward to hearing the album coming out. Everybody, this has been a, a really fun podcast this week with the great Stephen Rogers. Thanks for listening. Uh, and for Brian Baltashevitz, the stand-up guy that he is, uh, we'll <laughs> We'll, we'll look forward to seeing him next week. I'm Jason Allen King. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you all next week. The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Baltashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. 